0: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Ballers? And welcome to a special episode of Beyond the Ball. Today, I want to dive in for a second, and I want to just talk a little bit about how can we maximize our college experience, right? So if you're at the junior college level, if you're at the university level, if you're at the trade school level, I wanna give you a few strategies to where you can take these things, you can leverage them, and ultimately be able to benefit your success. Share this with a friend, and we're about to go ahead and get ready to dive in. Let's go. Welcome to Beyond the Ball Podcast. what's going on what's going on what's going on ballers everybody i'm glad that you're here today and like i said before um today i wanted to take a second and i really wanted to hone in and and do a little bit of teaching right i know this is, is a podcast but if this is your first time tuning in the premise and the focus of beyond the ball is ultimately to help student athletes succeed beyond their degree Okay, so if we have any student athletes out there, feel free to tweet me, connect with me. Or if you're watching on YouTube, right, if you're watching on YouTube, then drop in some comments and I'll make sure to see how we can answer those questions. All right. So the reason why I want to address this topic today is because I was on our platform on Instagram. Right. Beyond the ball podcast. And then I put out a question. I said, what's a topic that you want us to address Or what's something that we can cover to where you would benefit from it? And then I began to get a few responses back. And I want to shout out. I want to shout out Dominique Tavers, okay, at Damo underscore Tavers. And I want to shout her out because she responded to the question. She gave me a few different responses. And then she was like, John, I want you to show us how we can leverage our student athlete experience to where we truly can benefit for life. And I said, Dominique, that's a great, that's a great topic. So we're going to dive in and just cover that topic today. We're going to dive in and cover that topic right now. So like I said before, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give this a like. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, be sure to subscribe because we cover all things focusing on how to holistically develop the student athlete, as well as, you know, if you're a young professional, former athlete or someone who's looking to just level up in life. So understanding that, today we're going to pull some content from my best-selling book entitled Process, 14 Surprisingly Simple Behaviors to Skyrocket Millennials to Success. And the reason I want to pull from process is because I believe that the content in this book directly applies to us where we are in our journey. So the first point, if you're taking notes, the first point I want to share with you is this. We can maximize our experience by starting off by being grateful. By being grateful, John, why should we be grateful? What does that even mean? What's the purpose of being grateful? Wherever you are in your journey, for me personally, I started off at a Division three junior college. Okay, Division three junior college. And I was the team manager. I didn't want to be the, I didn't want to be the team manager. I don't think anybody shows up and says, pick me, pick me, pick me, make me the team manager. But understanding that I had the opportunity to be in this position because the coach wanted me to be close to the team. The coach wanted me to have the opportunity to where as I'm traveling with them, as I'm recording the games, I'm part of the team and I'm always close and right by the team. So I, had to realize that I need to start being thankful for the opportunity to be a part of the team in that way. And I think when we first stop and reflect wherever we are in our journey, if we're at a junior college, if we're at a D3 school, if we're at an NAIA school, we want to make sure that we're truly embracing the opportunity And then just reflecting. I'm grateful that somebody wanted to give me an opportunity to be a part of this team. I'm grateful for the coaches that actually sought me out, right? So, finding a way and finding a place to really be thankful is where we're going to start the journey today. So, the first way is being thankful. Because when we're thankful, it does something and it shifts our mindset. When we allow ourselves to be thankful, now everything that comes our way, we see it as a blessing versus complaining about some things and for, for me that's one of my stories I was when I was on this uh, junior college team because from being the team manager I stayed close to the team the next coach came in and then he was like John I know you've been a part of the team I know you've been close so now I want to give you an opportunity to at least try out after trying out then he brought me on to the team and then I got connected with one of my best friends to this day uh, his name is Jabuzo Ilanu and one day we were out at a restaurant eating And if if I have my student athletes on here, if I have my coaches, my staff on here, and you know, you typically get like a little stipend, you might get like $20 a meal, might be $15 a meal, depending on what level of resources uh, are available to you all. And then I was eating this meal and I was like, man, this isn't even enough. I didn't even want to get this meal. I didn't want to order this. And then my boy Buzo was like, John, why are you like, why are you complaining? Why are you whining? You should be happy that you even have the opportunity to have this free meal, which I ended up not even eating at all. But the lesson that I extracted from that is. Live in a space of gratitude, live in a space of being thankful. And by doing that, that really will set me up for lasting success. So so the first thing that we want to focus on is being thankful okay we want to focus on being thankful and really quick, I want to take a little small break and I want to let you all know that if you're if you're interested or you're like where is John where is this book at? Where can I get access to it? I just want to just show you all this is the this is the book and you can you can get access by way of going to my my website right you can go to to dot com and there you can get access you can get access to your copy of process. And of course, if, if you put the order in today, I'll make sure I sign it and get it out to you before the end of this week. So you can go on right there to the website, com. and you can check out um, process. Like I said, I'll make sure that I, I get it signed up, I get it autographed for you, and make sure to get it to you, get it out this week. Okay. But enough about that. The second point I want to focus on today is just finding a way. To be positive. John, that's so difficult because there's so much happening around us. There's a lot that goes on on Twitter. There's a lot that goes on on Instagram. There's a lot that goes on in the news. But I'm going to rewind it back. So I told you all about my experience when I was on the team and I was whining and I was complaining and doing all of those things. However, once Buzo said that to me, that like put a little seed in my mind i ended up graduating college right graduated from the junior college shout out to richland college then i went on and graduated from ut tyler and then the point that really stuck out to me was i continued to complain i know i have a lot of student athletes on here today and we might be in a position to where we continue to complain complain we whine because we don't realize sometimes how much somebody had to go through to get us the resources that we have, to get us the gear that we get the opportunity. Some of us might even get like a book stipend. And then I started working this job, I started working at a retail store, okay? And working at this high-end retail store, I would show up, when I first started, I was showing up five minutes early, 10 minutes early, because I was excited to be there. But then my manager said, Jonathan, you might have to have a word with you? And I was like, sure. Cause at this point a year, year and a half had passed. So me showing up five minutes early started looking like me showing up 10 minutes late, five minutes late. Right. And she said, Jonathan, I don't, I don't get it. And I said, what, what is it? She said, your attitude is so bad. Your attitude sucks, son. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. I don't know if, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can say that like that. I don't know if you know, that's, I don't think that's H.R. appropriate. And she said, no, really, like, I want you to understand just the aspect of. How easy your job really is. And I said, "Okay, go on. She said, you show up every day. People ask you for a jean in a particular size. And the most difficult thing about your job is you have to maybe look through a couple of jeans and then you have to pull a certain size out. You have to look at some shirts and you have to hang them up. You have to put the ink tags on there and different things like this. She said, "Your problem is you don't understand how great of an opportunity you have." And I was like, "What? Whatever, whatever, Marlene, whatever. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really into that. I'm not really on that. I'm not really believing you. So wh- whatever. Like, I mean, I- I'm. I'm. I'm good. Trust me, I'm. I'm good. So th- then, after getting to th- then after getting to to that point. Right. Then, then after getting to that point and being in that place and being in that position, this was when I had to go around. Right. I had to go around, start asking a few of my other friends. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, Josh, because jo- Josh was one of my, my, my good homeboys. Uh, He was also the assistant manager at the store. I said, Josh, do you think I have a bad attitude, bro? He was like, John, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of bad. It's kind of infectious. Right. You're affecting everybody who's around you. You're impacting people in a negative way. When people get in contact with you, they don't really feel like being here at work. He was like, yeah, you got a pretty bad attitude, bro. And I'm not sure if any of you all have ever been in that situation before. Right. If somebody says you have a bad attitude, but you don't think it's true. So then I had to go to another friend. I said, hey, Miguel. I said, hey, Miguel, do you think I have a bad attitude, bro? He was like, wait, wait, John, are you are you talking about. Um like on, 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 Tuesdays, because on Tuesdays we, we went to church. So Tuesday nights, we went to church, we would praise and we would worship. And then he would say, you know, John, on Tuesdays, you're, you're good. But you know, every other day of the week, your attitude is pretty bad, bro. And I was like, man, Miguel, shut up. Just ring up these jeans, just ring up these jeans. So that was the point when I got to the place to where I, I went home because my manager, she left and went on a three day vacation. So I went home and I had a lot of time to just sit and reflect on what she said. Once again, we're talking about how to maximize your college experience. Don't get lost. We're talking about how to maximize your college experience. So this is the time and the place to where I want to share with you all or encourage you to do something that I did in that time. I sat and I had to reflect. And I had to start thinking about what she was saying and I had to take that through the lens like okay, is what Marlene's saying is it true? Is what Josh saying about me having a bad attitude, is it true? Is what Miguel is saying about me having an attitude, is it true? And then when I realized that what they were saying was true, that was when I had to make the decision to make a change. So often we see people that are doing great things or we see people who are on the other side and they're just upset and they're mad or they're disappointed, whatever it might be. But the first thing that we have to make sure that we take into account is to say, I'm going to make a change. And I'm going to make a change for the better. And then the decision comes to where we're going to start putting things in place to make sure that happens. And that was when I created something called the No Complain Campaign. And the No Complain Campaign rolled out in 2014 and it was a social media push ultimately just for me to encourage people just for me to help people see the optimistic side of life by sharing my story and by me sharing my journey. People started asking me, John, does that mean that you never complain? No, that's not what that means at all. That's not at all what that means. However, it means that I was putting parameters around to where I can get back to being positive as fast as possible, get back as fast as possible. So the first thing I said to maximize your college experience, we wanna be thankful for the opportunity wherever it is, whatever level, and whoever the people are around us, we want to be thankful. The second thing I said was we have to be positive. Be positive. Be positive. Because there's so much negativity happening around the world. There's so many things that if we're not careful, we can get sucked in and start talking about people, start complaining, start whining, start moaning. However, when we find a place just to be positive, wow, Today is going to be a great day. Wow. I just had a delicious breakfast. Wow. I get the opportunity to look into a refrigerator where I have multiple options for food. That's thankful and that's being positive tied together. Because when we began to do these things, then our mind begins just to find little things to be positive for. And then that begins to set us up for success. The third point I want to share with you is be respectful. Be respectful. Be respectful. One thing I would often hear people say is, "Oh, you have to give respect in order to get it, And I think it's so common and so easy to want to believe that, right? You have to give respect to get it. And typically that's that, that that was you know, maybe me when I was in high school, or maybe when I was a little bit older, and I was expecting someone to lead with respect, and then I would be respectful. However, the way that I was raised by my parents, by my mom, Rose, and by my dad, Fred, these individuals showed me, me personally, to lead with respect, right? To look people in their eye, to shake individuals' hands, to greet them by their name, in understanding that these are certain things that really set the foundation. Because if you walk up to somebody, hey, you're like, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, lady? What's up, woman? Nobody will really respond to that in a positive manner. But if we lead with the respect, we lead shaking their hand. Hi, how are you doing today, sir? What's your name? Oh, Rob. Nice to meet you. Hi. How are you doing? Rhonda. Rhonda. Okay. Rhonda. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Do you prefer that I address you as Miss Rhonda or do you prefer just Rhonda? Okay. Okay. I got you. I got Do you prefer I address you as Dr. Lee or do you just prefer Mr. Lee? Okay, just just call you Ron. Okay, Ron, no Lee, no doctor. Okay, understood. Understood. So when we begin to hone in on these things, this allows us to go a little bit deeper with building relationships. This allows us to begin to help us understand people, right? Get to know them a little bit better. So now let's be respectful. The fourth one I want to just dive into is talking about being on time being on time. One more time for my people in the back, being on time. Why is being on time relevant? Okay. Think about this. Think about this. Think about you get the opportunity of a lifetime, right? Somebody tells you, John, if you show up in Arizona by 12 a.m. Midnight, Whatever uh, time zone that Arizona is on, I will give you a million dollars. If I asked you all, would you have trouble showing up in Arizona at 12 a.m. midnight to get that money? I know you would say no. I know you would say you would find a way to make sure that you're there in that time zone at that particular time. Why is that? Because of the fact that, you know, you would benefit by getting a million dollars. A lot of us are missing million-dollar opportunities because we don't show up on time. I'll give an example of myself. I was hanging out at home doing some work, right, behind the laptop, at home. This was pre-pandemic. And then one of my friends was having a going-away lunch, right? You know, people typically have the going-away dinners and things like that. He was having a going-away lunch, okay? They said the lunch starts at 12, Everybody's like, cool. They responded. Cool. They sent the location. Cool. They sent the address. This was a week in advance, right? A week in advance. I was at home just working, just working. And then I sat there and I looked and I was like, "Okay, well, I probably need to leave because it was about 1130. And then I thought the drive was like 30 to 45 minutes before I put in the GPS. So then what happened? Uh, I hopped in a car and then I p- topped it in the GPS. And then it said I was going to be there by 1230. Mind you, the lunch started at 12. Why is this relevant? Because if we show up on time for practice, we won't have to run. We show up on time to a job interview. We start off with our best foot forward. Ultimately, for me, I didn't miss out on a million dollars. But I did miss out on optimal seating. Right. You know, when it's somebody's birthday or it's somebody's event or whatever it might be, then you want to sit by them. Because a lot of times if you're late, then you sit at the end table. Then you you sit with the people that you don't know. You didn't get to choose your seat. I missed my seat. Although it wasn't worth a million dollars. I'm sharing this for the sake of the example, because I don't want you all to miss out on opportunity, right? I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime because on the other side of that being on time, it could be a million dollar job, right? On the other side of that time, it could be meeting with a mentor who is killing the game and they can give you a strategy that could change your life. So we want to be on time. We want to practice being on time. We want to practice waking up on time. How do we do that? we set an alarm on our phone. If you're like me, you probably do like two or three alarms because now for me, I I started going to sleep a little bit earlier, or at least I attempt to, and now my alarm goes off at 4.15. That's my first alarm, right? And then I'll typically, uh, sometimes I'll drag, then the second one goes off 4.30. However, when we put certain things in place, we make sure that those things happen. I even have it now, right? I have a calendar reminder to pay my bill. It went off earlier today. That bill is actually due on the 25th, but I set the reminder on my calendar on the 17th so that I can just pay it now. I don't want to pay a lay fee. I won't be penalized. So being on time is something that's relevant, not just in sports, not just on a college campus, but ultimately in life. Because even if you're, hey, look, come close. Okay. If you're on a date, you don't want to be the person that shows up late because you're going to have the person thinking that oh you're not coming you don't like me and then it goes down a whole different trail but we're not going to go on that that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day okay so you got that be on time be on time one more one more okay now we're talking about being professional being professional what does that mean john break it down brother break it down being professional can look like so many different things, especially in this day and age. For one, it can look like you showing up with the tie, with the button-down college shirt, right? You all see, I got my shirt on. I put on this shirt specifically for you all for this, this live podcast stream because I typically have the t-shirts on or, you know, when I get dressed for daily work, I put on the polo, but I want to, you know, get a little dapper Dan. But being professional looks like dressing for the occasion, right? Right. Maybe if you're applying for a job in Miami, you might not be expected to show up with a long sleeve button down, a tie, and with that shirt pressed, okay? You might be expected to show up with a short sleeve shirt because of the weather, because of the climate. You might be expected to show up like khakis or slacks. Being professional in regards to dress could look like that, okay? Also, being professional, I want to I make sure I give you all some tangible, Also, being professional could easily look like you having a resume put together. You might say, but John, I've been playing my sport, but John, I haven't tapped into um, really getting experiences on my resume. Once again, going to the topic of this stream: how to maximize your college experience. Go to your business center. Go to the career center. Go to the tutoring center. Get feedback from those who are counselors those who are admins, those who might be an advisor, at least show up with some version of a resume, right? Just look at ways on Google. You can type in on Google, uh, give me a template resume. You can go on Microsoft Word and then they have certain templates that are resumes to where you can go in and then you can begin to, you can go in and then from there, you can begin to just input or fill in that information on the template. Right. So you show up with the template to your advisor. You say, look, my name is Jonathan Jones. I've been a student athlete for three years at this particular institution. I don't have many job experiences because I haven't been able to do internships. However, I put on my resume that I was a student athlete. I put on my resume that I'm currently pursuing this degree. If you show them that that at least gives people something to begin to work with. If they have something to work with, now you can begin to build from that. However, my friends, if we show up like, hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I don't know. If that's where you really are, that is a starting point. However, if you see two people on the side of the road sitting on a car, you're not going to be likely to help them push that car because you see them sitting. If you see two people Pushing a car on the side of the road, then you will be more likely to hop out and help them start pushing. By you showing up with the resume template, this at least shows that you've done a little bit of research and this shows you pushing your own car. All right. So, understanding that, I want you all to make sure that we show up with at least something in hand, right? Something to show people that we're serious about our career, we're serious about our lives. So, make sure that you show up with something to show people you have some skin in the game. Once again family, if you're not uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, I would encourage you to subscribe. Jonathan Jones speaks, just type that in on YouTube, will pop up. I got the link going across the bottom, text jj.com. You can go on there, uh, you can type in your your number and then you can get added onto the list so you get notified every time we go live with an episode, okay? With the episode. So I have two more for you. I have two more Um, because I want to make sure that this is as beneficial and as meaty as possible. And then if you all appreciated this episode or you enjoyed this episode, I'll come back and do a part two and do the other seven chapters in my book. I'll hit on a high level view. Once again, this isn't everything that's in the book, but it's a high level view of ways we can take this information and where we can apply it into our situation. Okay, so. Number six, number six, be a giver. I dropped the bar right there. I want y'all to make sure that you heard that. Be a giver, okay? You want to make sure that you are a giver, 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 giver. Because at the end of the day, if you make sure that you help enough people get to where they want to be in life, then it won't be a problem for you to get to where you need to be in life. I believe that's a Zig Ziglar quote. I butchered it a little bit. But how can you be a giver on a college campus? If you know that there's somebody that works in a student athlete development department and you see that they oftentimes look overwhelmed or you just see the work that they're doing and you enjoy being around this person, right? You enjoy just being in their presence. I would encourage you, to do just this, ask them how can I help you out. Like what what can I do for you? What what work can I do for you? How can I help you? Can I staple some papers? Can I um, be in a place to where I go get your lunch for you? If you're a giver, now you're ultimately making yourself an asset versus a liability. An asset is something that grows in value. An asset is something that everybody would want to be. You're making yourself indispensable. Because people will need you. If you're a giver and you add value in every room that you're in, the one day that you're not in the room, people will ask, where did you go? So the tangible application here, if you didn't extract the point from what I just said, find a coach, find an admin, find an advisor, find a counselor to where you can add value to them in some way, shape or form. It could look like you showing up, just giving them a compliment. Thank you, Ms. Rachel, because every time I have a conversation with you, you're so helpful in giving me insight about things I can begin to do to further my career while I'm still on campus. I want to say thank you for that because I know the work that you do can sometimes be exhausting, but I want to let you know I hear everything that you say, and then also I want to let you know that I just appreciate you in this space. Thank you, Ms. Rachel. If you're in a position to where you can buy somebody a coffee, buying a $5 coffee, giving somebody a $5 Starbucks gift certificate, giving somebody an online e-card, right? These are things that we can do which go a long way to show people how much we appreciate them and why we're so grateful and thankful for them, while at the same time, we're giving we're gifting the gift of joy. We're gifting an experience to someone. So find a way to be a giver. And then number seven, number seven is one of my favorites in, in this book. And number seven is be determined. hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the reason I say that Because you've probably heard it said before, you've been connected with somebody in some way, shape or form. And they've told you, if you put your mind to it, then you really can do anything. If you put your mind to it, you can make it happen. And I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on that quote. I'm going to push back on that phrase. And I'm going to debate it. Because if you, put your, if you put your mind to a book, then what do you have? You just have your mind on a book. You have to put your mind to it. Then after you put your mind to it, then you have to research it. <coughs> then based on the research that you do, then you have to apply it. And then after you apply it, and then you fail. Or you don't get the level of success that you desired or you thought that you should have got the first go round. Then you have to make the adjustment and then do it all again. So you put your mind to it. You research it. You apply the information and then you fail. But based on wherever you failed or based on wherever you might have went left or, you know, you didn't try this and you thought you should have, but you didn't. That ultimately is the part where we tweak, we make the adjustment. And I would encourage you to do all of this while you're on a college campus. Because if you ever been to the bowling alley, a lot of times you see when it's kids bowling for the first time, they put out the little bumpers. You're in a space right now to where you have bumpers. If you start an entrepreneurship journey on a college campus, of course, if you're a student athlete, you don't wanna do that just yet because name, image and likeness hasn't released yet. But you have the bumpers because starting an entrepreneurship journey on a college campus is the perfect place. For one, you can get insight back from people about a T-shirt design you put out. Then after people give you their insight, their thoughts, you go and create the T-shirt. Maybe one. I would say create one. Okay, create one. You wear it on campus. People see you wearing it on campus. They're like, oh, I want one, John. You say, for sure, you give me $20, I got you on the pre-order. So now people are giving you money before you even created the product. Then you take that money and then get the T-shirts printed and then you sell them. And now you have the benefits because now you have more people out there moving around. But at the end of the day, the bumpers is where you're at right now. Because if you fail a test, you didn't ultimately fail out of college. You just failed a test. Now, you can go to the tutoring center and then go get help in that subject because you have bumpers. If you don't have a resume right now, you can go to a mock interview on campus. A lot of student athlete development centers or departments offer the mock interviews. So, you do a mock interview, somebody says, Ah, Randy, you didn't have this, you didn't have experiences, you didn't have skills, you didn't have attributes. They tell you all these things you go back home you're not upset you're not angry you go back home you begin to add those things into the resume and then for the next career fair then for the next resume building workshop then you decide to hit up somebody like a like a jen fry who does resume audits right so understanding you have access to these things because you're on a college campus So I want to review the points today. And then if you all enjoyed this, I would love, love, love to hear from you. So I would love you shot me a DM at Jonathan Jones speaks. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what your thoughts were on this stream. Let me know if something connected with you. Or even if you're like, John, I really enjoyed the way you laid this out. Do another podcast episode like this. okay? so we're going to do the review of the points, the seven points I hit on today. And if you're just hopping in, catch the replay. It's on YouTube, on my channel, Jonathan Jones Speaks. Um, But here we go. So number one, I said we have to focus on being thankful because when we focus on being thankful, each and every opportunity is a blessed opportunity. So let's practice that because being thankful will shift your mindset. Because you can't be thankful and you can't be teed off at the same time because they're two altering perspectives. So that was number one. Number two was be positive. I told you I spent far too much of my life up until this point being negative, complaining, being upset. That will ruin a day. That will ruin relationships. That will scare people away. But when we focus on being positive, now we're ultimately determining where our life will go because we realize that we have control and we can demand where we take it. That was number two. Number three is be respectful. Right. Show up. Greet somebody. Hi. How are you doing, sir? Hi. How are you doing, ma'am? Firm handshake. Look them in the eye. Greet them by name. Ask them how they prefer to be addressed. Right. I I, I know that with some uh, some colleagues I've emailed. They have their. um. Preferred pronouns on their emails, even on some of their LinkedIn profiles. They might have he, him, his, or her, hers, her, her, and hers, right? Are they there and there, theirs. So, understanding these things, if you see that on somebody's email, then I would suggest you address them as such, because that's just being respectful. If somebody asked me, How do you prefer being addressed? And I was like, Just call me Jonathan. You know, just call me Jonathan. You don't have to call me mr. john but just call me jonathan so um understanding those things i want to just make sure that we put that out there and make sure that we really understand just the importance of this jackie Shepard says great information we'll be purchasing your book for my son and one for his friends wow jackie when you do uh just comment the name there should be a notes section uh when you buy the book just comment the names and i'll sign it to them individually so please just uh just do that i just ask Excellent. Excellent. So the fourth thing is be on time, right? Being on time is not a lost art. A lot of times if you're on time, there's a lot of people who might come in late or there's other people who come in and they straggle behind and they miss out on opportunity because you were there first. You were in the front of the line. Okay, you show up in the front of the line. You're going to get some opportunities that everybody else doesn't get. Let me give you a real example really quick. I went to a real estate conference last weekend and we got there a little bit later than we wanted to. Um, We showed up and we were waiting outside in the sun while the people who were in the front of the line were in the covered area. So they got to benefit from the shade. And I know you all like some shade because I certainly love some shade. Okay, so be on time and you won't be out in the sun and you won't be cooking and you'll get better opportunities afforded. Than some of the people in the back of the line, just because you showed up on time. The fifth one is be professional. Being professional, like I said before, being professional can look like shirt and tie, or it can look like having your resume together, or it can look like starting up a LinkedIn profile, or it can look like how you respond to people in emails. Being professional, right? Straight to the point. Uh, not a lot of punctuation errors, lot, not a lot of misspelled errors, being professional, okay? That's something that we definitely want to make sure that we do and we get that understood while we're in college. So that way, as we get ready to go out into um, post-graduation and uh, just our day-to-day lives as adults, now we have already taken these skills, so now we can build upon them. Number six, be a giver, Right. Find a place to serve, find someone to serve, find someone to help, or give someone a gift. Time, energy, money, whatever it might be, a Starbucks gift card for $5 to get them a drink, it goes a long way. Write a heartfelt message on it, people will love it and will appreciate you forever, okay? Number seven, be determined, be determined. I said that putting your mind to something Is not the only way that you will capitalize and be able to do that thing, right? Being able to do that thing will take you putting your mind to it, will take you doing the research, applying effort, and then equipping yourself for the failure when it happens. And then you want to adjust and see what tweaks you might need to make to do that and to make that happen. So those were the seven tips I wanted to share today on how to maximize your college experience I want to shout out Dominique Tavers one more time because she was the one who really gave me the inspiration for this episode. And I would encourage you all, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe at Jonathan Jones Speaks on YouTube. Um, But even in addition to that, you all, uh, if there's a question, if there's a topic, if there's something that you would like for me to cover on the podcast, send it in. Shoot me a DM to at Jonathan Jones Speaks. Or you can send it to at beyond the ball podcast on Instagram, and I will make sure to not only respond back to you, but even in addition to that, I'll make sure that we do the episode one more time. Just in case you all didn't catch it before this episode, this episode was sponsored by process. Right. My best selling book, 14 surprisingly simple behaviors to skyrocket millennials to success. I would suggest that you go out and get it go copy a copy because it's not only just a book with the tangible insight and information but in addition to that we have the interactive portion where you can answer questions and self-reflect at the end of the chapter to where you can write in your answers to where it directly will apply to you in your current situation wherever you are alright friends So until next time, uh, TEDx speaker and bestselling author Jonathan Jones. And this is Beyond the Ball, where we help you succeed beyond your degree.